Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The Organic Gardener needs no introduction, but I'm going to give him one anyway. Here he is from EverybodyGardens.com. And, of course, you know him. You love him from the Tribune Review, all those great videos. Mr. Doug Oster. Good morning. morning. I am Doug Oster from Everybody Gardens and the Tribune Review. Happy. Big Groundhog Day. We will break right into the show when we hear that uh, important information comes in so we know what to plan for gardening. What a furry little rat says when the <laughs> sun comes out will determine our entire spring. Although tomorrow's weather looks like it's going to be spring. It's not going to last. You know it's not going to I know, but it's a weird winter. So does the onion snow come before this time of year or after? A- okay. After. The onion snow is like that last snow. The onions come up. The crocus come up. And then we get like a, a snow in the morning, and then by, you know, two in the afternoon, it's it's gone. Let me give you all a suggestion. If you have a question for Mr. Oster, the advice I can give you is to call now. Whenever we start the show, that way you're going to get guaranteed uh, an opportunity to get that question answered. Don't wait until we get really well into the show because we always seem to run out of time and we hate leaving people on the phone line. So call us now at 866-391-1020. You'll guaranteed a spot on the phone lines. 866-391-1020. You've got an amazing guest coming We have up. a very special guest. Jordan Molino is Associate Director of Exhibits uh, at Phipps Conservatory and Botanical Gardens. She's uh, a good friend of mine, designs many of the shows that you see at Phipps, and worked on the Orchid and Tropical Bonsai Show, which is there right now, which is really cool. It's called Out of This World, so it's got a space theme, which I'm in, you know. So we're <laughs> going to talk about talk to her about what it takes to put those shows together, what you could see when you go there. And, man, I, I am chomping at the bit. I have already got most of my seeds already here i <laughs> i think i'm done ordering and i've been taking around i talked a little bit about last week some of the weird stuff that i'm growing and i'm very excited about going weird again because uh, weird again no i'm always weird but uh going weird again with just very unusual varieties and so i was at the uh audubon society uh of western pennsylvania at the native plant center and so i did a story there and roxanne swan and I were trading seeds. I had all these weird stuff. And then I was actually at Phipps doing uh, doing an interview for Everybody Gardens for a video that will run this Wednesday about the uh, orchid and tropical bonsai show. And, and Katie Schuler, who does the orchids there, she was very excited about these seeds too. So different lettuces and this weird campanula. Campanula is is common name is bellflower, but there's a one that it was actually the plant that was in the fa- fairy tale uh, Rapunzel where somebody steals this plant, and that's what causes Rapunzel, I guess, to be up in the... And so this plant, it gives you sky blue flowers, but it makes these little roots that are edible, and that intrigues me. And in the catalog, and this was that one I talked about last week, J.L. Hudson, in the catalog it says that back in the day, they this plant used to make really big roots, uh, but it's ex- it's become extinct, whatever that variety was. This is a different variety, and... He says if anybody happens to grow one and they get one with big roots, that would be a cool thing to select the seeds. 
Another uh, interesting uh, discovery I made is uh, an, uh, another tomato that has a great story. So I've been working with Gary Ibsen from Tomato Fest for, well, I've known about him for 10 years, but I did a story on him last year. And I, when I set up the interview, I didn't realize he was West Coast. So when I called Gary, uh, at the time he was 74, he's probably 75 now, and he said, I'm right in the middle of something. Of course, it was like, you know, six in the morning or something, because I didn't, I thought he was in Indiana or something. And he called me right back and he told me his morning ritual. And this would, this made me just love this guy. At 6.40 a.m., I start to make Dagma's tea. That's his wife. At 7 a.m., I slip into the dark bedroom, put her pot of tea on her bedside table, then wake Dagma with a kiss and whisper, good morning, Dagma. Here's your tea to start what I hope will be your best day. Then I close the open window, turn on the heat, or start a fire in the wood-burning stove, fluff up her pillows, give her another kiss, and return to the office. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. Well, he's he's he knows I love tomatoes with a story, and he says I, I wrote this. I want you to I want you to to read this and and find out about this uh, tomato. It's called Mariana's Peace, and it he named it after his mother-in-law. And it has a wild story. When Mariana was a child living in the Czech Republic on a farm during World War II, the Russians came with a truck to her school and loaded all the children to transport them to a labor camp. And Mariana and five of the other girls escaped by jumping from the moving truck. And only two of them survived. And as she crossed the Czech border, she was shot in the leg. And yet she traveled by foot with her girlfriend, through the Austrian Alps to Vienna. With the help of her friends, she was able to continue to the town of Weeden in Bavaria. She lost all contact with her parents, brother, and sister, but through the years of searching and through the Red Cross, she was reunited with them in 1955, married an American soldier in 57, and moved to Spokane, Washington. He says that Mariana's Peace, this new tomato, not new, but this, this tomato, was named in tribute to Mariana's resilient, generous, and wonderful life. Uh, that's a great story that for is, a tomato. That is a great story. So while I was looking through all my catalogs, uh, you know, sitting there saying, I'm going to order this, going to order that, I see in another catalog, Mariana's piece is listed. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting, but here's <laughs> here's all it says in the listing. Features unbeatable tomato flavor, a perfect balance of acidity and sweetness. Fruits are deep red, meaty, large, weighs one to two pounds, vines with potato leaf foliage, produce high yields, indeterminate. <laughs> Nothing about this incredible historic story. So if you're looking for a tomato, that another tomato that has a just wonderful story, go to Tomato Fest. Tomato Fest is also the only place that commercially uh, makes Limbaugh, Le Limbaugh Legacy Potato Top Tomato available where you could buy a packet. I have been giving those away for for years, but if you wanted one and you and you wanted a, a tomato seed that was, you knew you were going to get the Limbaugh Legacy Potato Top, which is a, a cool Pittsburgh heirloom, Tomato Fest would be the way to go. I've also been looking through catalogs and, again, falling in love with the weird. There's an elephant ear that I saw in one of these catalogs called Hawaiian Punch, so it has the big, giant green leaves like elephant ears do. This is a, a colocasia. There's colocasia and alocasia, uh, we, and there's other plants also we call elephant ears, but there's colocasia, and it's called Hawaiian punch. 
and it has red stems. And I've never seen an elephant ear with red stems, and it's reasonably priced. So that's going into the order form too this this year. Uh, I am so excited about getting the season started. It's February, short month. You get through this, get to March. Peas go in on St. Patrick's Day, and then we get started. I cannot wait. I also saw a couple very interesting hostas in there. Uh, a hosta called Raspberry Sunday. It has your typical green and white variegated leaves, but with the red stems or petioles, we call them. And then another one, uh, oh, what's it called? Lipstick Blonde. It has these bright green chartreuse leaves, and it also has the red stems. You know, I've been growing some of these hostas with red stems, and the thing is, I, you got you got to sight them in a way that they're kind of like at eye level. And so if you've got, like I've got a spot where I'm walking to the garden and to my right is, it's up, you know, eight feet to my right. That's where I'm putting these so I can see those those red stems. And so, oh, I'm having so much fun looking at the catalogs and getting ready to, to garden. How about a nice Hawaiian punch? <laughs> yeah, oh, that was a great commercial. My favorite. My How about, favorite. And then what happened? He got punched, right? But, but I would do, if I were them, I'd have one time that he didn't throw the punch. And whenever you see it, call this number for a free trip to Hawaii. No, but, <laughs> no, but the guy, well, I mean, that, that, that. How about a nice Hawaiian, Hawaiian punch? punch. <laughs> In the Hawaiian shirt. All right, listen, they still make Hawaiian punch, don't they? I have no idea. They got to. Yeah. They got to. You'll have to ask the. Uh, I will when I see Dentichis. them. Uh, the well, so what are you having for your uh, big game meal today? Wings and uh, the best thing ever, my wife's pizza. Ooh. Oh, man, when she makes that pizza, oh, it's just phenomenal. It's just, you know, a lot of garlic and, you know, she does the dough, makes her own dough. and Oh, it's so good. I can't wait. All right. Tell everybody who's coming up after the break. Jordan Molino from Phipps Conservatory and Botanical Gardens. She's going to tell us all about the orchid and tropical bonds. And if you're the 10th caller right now at 412-922-1020, you're going to win yourself a $25 gift certificate from Sorgles. Our guest today is Jordan Molino, Associate Director of Exhibits at the Phipps Conservatory and Botanical Gardens. And right now you can see the orchid and tropical bonsai show. It's called Out of This World. Jordan, how are you this morning? I'm great. How are you, Doug? I'm doing good. Tell me about coming up with a theme out of this world lots of space stuff there yeah um so this is really the the best time of year to show off our collections um and one of my favorite shows so um this is a the chance to really show off our orchid collection and our bonsai collection um but really giving the show a theme get uh, allows us to be creative so picking something like out of this world or last year was eye candy really lets us rally around a theme and just be creative in the way that we display orchids. Um, one of my favorite things in this year's um, show is as soon as you walk into the palm court is a hanging planet. And the planet itself is planted in bromeliads, but with a large seven foot ring planted in Phalaenopsis. And it is so cool. I agree. I was, I was going to bring that up. I wasn't sure if I, I was allowed to uh, let people know. I thought, didn't know if it was a secret when you walk in and see this amazing <laughs> planet with a no, ring, ring a of orchids around it. Um, talk a little bit about the fun. Your job to me, it seems daunting to come up with, with these uh, shows, you know, three times a year or how many times you do them. But uh, tell me a little bit about the creative uh, aspect for you, because it, that part to me seems fun. Yeah. 
Um, and you know what? I think like every year I'm going to run out of uh, new ideas for new themes, but I just keep pulling them out of the hat, so I don't know where they're coming <laughs> from. Uh, um, but the Orchid and Bones Eye Show is extra special because I get to work with our Orchid manager and our Bones Eye manager. And so the three of us plus our curator are really just a team kind of being creative together. Um, so the creative process actually involves everyone at FIPS. Um, we have a, a series of planning meetings in which we design our shows. Um, and at our very first planning meeting, it's all parties involved. So everyone from our horticulture department to marketing and our guest services, we all have a say in what the theme will be for the, for the next shows. Um, so what we think will be the most appealing to everyone that's coming to visit the show. Um, so I'll pitch a couple of different ideas. Um, mm-hmm. And this year, the, the out-of-this-world theme was really just on, on point. Um, I think space is really a, a big theme that you'll see in a lot of movies and um, uh, pop culture lately. So for us, it was, it was a no-brainer. Well, let's talk. Sometimes the orchids, uh, they're kind of the star, but there is an entire beautiful room filled with bonsai, and I love to explore the bonsai. There's something special about those trees. Yeah, um, and, and our bonsai collection is, is out of this world. <laughs> <laughs> um, but this year we took an extra special look at the roots. Um, so there's just so much to see with each tree. Um, but looking in-depth at the roots and the root system of the bonsai, um, and we're interpreting things like um, the root over rock style, which you'll see, which um, has more of these aerial roots growing over a selected rock or stone that's been placed with the, with the tree. And this takes many, many years to train. Um, our bonsai specialist, Kevin Hawhey, has been training these trees for, for many, many years. And in fact, he's been, um, they've been in training for, for many years, even before Kevin. So he's kind of inherited them and continued to, to um, kind of hone in on the, on the special features for each tree. And I want to tell people that after you get through the bonsai, It might be my favorite room. I love all the rooms, but the orchid room, and there's actually some lots of fragrant orchids in there, too. Yeah, lots of fragrant orchids. You can't miss them. Um, And I know you have a favorite in that room, don't you? Mm Mm-hmm. Sherry Baby. (laughs) The Sherry Baby. That's (laughs) Oncidium Sherry Baby. And that's on display as soon as you walk in the orchid room, just to the right. Um, I think it has a Smell Me, I'm Fragrant sign, so you can't miss it. Um, and it's just a really great, almost like a chocolate cherry smell. And then there's one actually, and I don't know what the name of it is because I don't know it as well as Sherry Baby, but right on the opposite side, little white flowers that smell like white chocolate, which I thought was really cool. And so when I'm, whenever I'm there, Jordan, I'm always trying to tell people, don't forget to smell the Sherry Baby. you got to go in there. <laughs> <laughs> don't forget to stop and smell the orchids. That's right. Um, and in our orchid room, uh, so we have we have a permanent glass art display. It's part of our Hans Goto Frabel collection, and these are the Longfellows. Um, people might recognize them from um, like the billboards and the marketing from for this show. They're kind of this like otherworldly, otherworldly elongated um, kind of alien form. Yeah, they're very um, cool. Yeah, and and they're permanent in the orchid room, but we highlighted them specially during this show and uplit them with green and blue um, lights, so they look extra special. So how long do people have to see the show? It's there for a while, right? 
It's there for a while through March 8th, um, but definitely see it in its prime and go see it. Um, you know, if, if you're looking for something extra special to do as well, so you could always pair it with um, one of my favorites is Tropical Sundays running through February. And that's half off admission um, if you wear a tropical inspired shirt, Lock which it. I think is always fun. <laughs> and then um, when the show's done, people can actually buy the orchids, right? Yeah, so we have a, a couple of orchid sales that will be following the closing of the show. Um, and Katie Schuler, our orchid manager, will be running those. Um, but, yeah, it, it's it's a great way to take some of these orchids home. Um, and if if you're lucky enough, you can get them to rebloom. Um, I've actually had quite a few uh, Phalaenopsis rebloom for me. So I, I've been slowly learning. All right. Uh, it takes a while. Jordan, I want to thank you very much for getting up so early in the morning. You do a great job at Phipps. <laughs> and people, go out and see the Orchid and Tropical Bonsai Show. It is literally out of this world. Thanks, Jordan. Thanks, Doug. All right, stay with us. We'll be back after Mr. Shiloff checks the news at the bottom of the hour. We'll give you a chance to win that Janowski's gift certificate. But now's the time. We'll do nothing but phone calls to the top of the hour. All of our lines are open. If you have a question for Doug, call now. Get on the air and get that question answered. 866-391-1020. 866-391-1020. You know, I have such admiration for the organic gardener because of his journalism background. And we are going to talk a little bit about it today because you know they're going to be talking about it before the big game, the passing of Kobe Bryant and the the heartache that we have for everyone who was aboard that helicopter a week ago today that literally left me stunned and shocked the entire week, still struggling with that story of the loss of life in that horrific crash. But Doug is an award-winning journalist in the way of photography and has worked for a number of newspapers and spent a lot of time in Ohio. And he was there on a very magical day at the former Richland Coliseum that I remember well because I worked at a station that actually used to carry the Cleveland Cavaliers with the great Joe Tate making the call. And I fell in love with the NBA back then. But you were there when Mr. Kobe Bryant made a big statement as a rookie. Yeah, won the uh, dunk contest. And uh, that was wild. He actually went out for the first round of the dunk contest and, and kept his warm-up top on. That's how confident he was. And Man, he soared. It was amazing. I photographed him a lot, actually, uh, those early years. What was it like covering the Cavaliers back in that big mammoth uh, it was an arena? Awesome, it was an awesome place to see a game. It was before they made the transition to where, you know, all the good seats are for people that have lots of money. This was back in an era where anybody could get a seat and pretty good seat. It held 18,000, and it was loud. It was loud. Now, were you there when the Cleveland Lightning or Lumberjacks were playing hockey there? Yeah, Lumberjacks. The first yeah. Lumberjack game I went to with my son, I said, well, I guess it's over. It's That's the last half. He's, <laughs> some guy next to me said, no, there's three periods. <laughs> oh, so I knew a lot about hockey. But just think how young he was on that day. Yeah, just a kid. Kevin Garnett was a rookie also that year uh, and was in a dunk contest. That's pretty good stuff, Doug. Okay, we're going to take the 10th caller and win that incredible $25 gift certificate from Janoski's. And the number is 412-922-1020, 412-922-1020. Hey, real quick, if you've got a favorite tomato that you're growing, I've been talking a lot of the, about the other tomatoes that, that I'm uh, loving. If you had a favorite tomato, give us a call. Uh, Rob, what's the number? Uh, 866-391-1020. You know, one of these days I'm going to give out my number on this show by accident. I can see the number, but it's reversed here. So I didn't want to mess it up. Uh, it would have been 
That's 866-391-1020. All right. Let's get to the phones. Here's mm-hmm. Bill up first for Doug Oster. Hi, Bill. Hey, Bill. Hey, how you doing, Doug? I'm doing good. How are you doing? Oh, pretty good. Laying here, <laughs> listening to the program. I enjoy it every Sunday. Appreciate that. Yeah. Hey, uh, I'm talking about daylilies. I want to separate them. Mm-hmm. When they start coming up in the spring, is that a good time that's, to do it? That's a perfect time to do it. Uh, might even be the best time to do it. And you don't even have to worry about being gentle with them. Just, I like to kind of dig out the, a big clump and cut them up into fours or, depending on how big the clump is, maybe sixes. And then when you put them back in, give them, give them something good. Give them some compost in the soil. Dig that compost in, and then, then they'll, they'll be happy. And, you know, when you, you need to split them up every few years to invigorate them so that they're really going to do their thing. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Do you have do you have some special daylilies or or what what are well, they? Well, I have yeah, I have one special one, but the rest of them are just average, you know, the rest. Yeah, yeah. ones you see around all the time. How about uh could I ask another question? Uh, mm-hmm. Daffodils. Yeah. I have a lot of them and I I can't it's hard to find them in the in the fall, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Move around in the spring or or before they come up, or so you want to. Do you have some that aren't blooming as good as they should? Is that what's what's going on? Yeah, they're or? getting too thick. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, you know, back in the day, we used to try and do it in the fall, but we ended up cutting the bulbs all up to pieces. So now the experts tell us that as soon as they're done blooming, that their season's done, but they're still in the green. They still have their foliage. That's the time to go in there and kind of split them up. And I've done that myself. I, I have some old uh, daffs that really were slowing down. Where they're like, I had a big giant clump, too crowded, two or three blooms. Took that whole clump out of there. Now they're going to hate it. They hate being moved in the green, but it's the best time to do it. And split them up, and then take. I take the biggest bulbs and put those back, and then the littler ones you could move to somewhere else. And again, I'm doing the same thing where I'm. Digging out those bulbs, I'm adding something into the soil, just a a thin layer of compost just to give them good drainage and some fertility, and putting the biggest ones back, leaving the greens on them, and just kind of gently putting the the soil back on there. And then it's going to take a couple more seasons until they really get into their their own and start blooming full again. Okay. Hey, thanks for the information. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in. Now, as we had it for you, as literally seconds after it happened on KDK Radio, Punxsutawney Phil said no shadow, so that means spring, right? Yeah, it means early spring. All right, take your headphones off and go look out the window right now. (laughs) Come on, walk over there. I can see it from here. The window's open. There's snow everywhere. Yeah, only (laughs) only for today. Yeah, but I mean... (laughs) It's February. What do you expect? Oh, my goodness gracious. Get your seeds ordered. That's the things we're doing now. Read your seed catalogs. Read about what you're going to do. Plan what you're going to do. You know, I have all these grand plans for growing all this interesting stuff, weird stuff, and uh, I can't wait to have that greenhouse filled with uh, flats of seeds, and I'll, you know, I'll definitely be giving a lot of stuff away. Have has that lottery, my favorite groundhog and Phil, ever been seen at the same time oh, together? Oh no, never. That's like Superman and Clark Kent. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, who do you like in this game today? By the way, oh, I got to go with Kansas City. You know, Rob, it's a game of giveaways and takeaways, and you know, you got one team with a really great offense, and then San Francisco with their defense, and I will guarantee you, the team with the most points at the end we'll of the game. Will win. Guaranteed. <laughs> All right. I want to talk a little bit more about tomatoes, if you don't please, mind. Please do. The, the other project for me this year 
mean, I really worked at my tomatoes last year to to get the soil where it should be and to give them lots of space between each other, have the room so that they don't get the fungal issues. But I'm going uh, with a really early tomato project. You know, you don't want to push tomatoes in general early. You know, we put them in the third week, maybe the end of May, Memorial Day. A lot of people put their tomatoes in. But I am going to take just a few varieties that this is the thing about tomatoes. You've got some that are bred to be to put on tomatoes real quick and don't mind the cool weather. And then there's other ones that are better to, to wait later until the soil is really warmed up. So I am going to start here this month in the area I know where my tomatoes are going to be. I'm going to improve that soil with compost, and then I'm going to cover that with some landscape fabric, and it's black landscape fabric. And every time the sun hits that black fabric... It's going to help heat up the soil. And I'm going to take varieties like Moscovich, 4th of July, Early Girls, Silets, uh, Sun Gold, these early tomatoes. And I'm going to put them in there before we normally would with protection, with some kind of just a mini hoop house or something like that, just to, to do an experiment to have maybe six plants put in really early. I'm not going to risk all my plants, you know, because we're going to get, we'll get frost until certainly into May. All right, very short break. We'll come back on the other side. We want to hear from you, all of your questions. Call us, 866-391-1020. The winner of that gift certificate from the good folks at Janoski's Suzanne of Washington, PA. Stay with us after the news with Boris at 8 o'clock. It's the Coons Cooking Hour, and today it is all of your favorite big game recipes with Joe and Frank Dentisi. All right, time for Mrs. Noah. it all. That's Denise Schreiber, our favorite horticulturist. Horticulturist. <laughs> See, I, you almost caught me, Mrs. Know-It-All. That's right, I did. How are you this morning? Uh, good. You know, How about... I think the uh, actually running back and forth through the yards. Um, I'm not sure what's going on back there. It's like they're chasing each other. Uh, so, But at any rate, the gentleman had called about the daffodils and the daylilies. So when you go to separate the daylilies, and doing it in the spring is fine, but a lot of those roots are so tangled, people are afraid to kind of pull them apart. So what, and you can do this with almost any perennial, is get a bucket of tepid water, and after you knock off most of the dirt, just actually start dipping it up and down, and you can kind of use your fingers to kind of pull away the roots and really separate them, and then you can have as many or as few um, plants to transplant again. It's very easy. And one of my favorite day lilies that I got a couple of years ago is called Ruby Spider, mm. and it has eight-inch flowers. I kid you not. It's huge. It's uh, red with a gold center. It's like a deep red with a gold center. So if somebody's looking for a new daylily, that would be the one I would go for. Um, it's uh, one of the taller ones. It's not like one of the little, um, what is it, many returns. Uh, mm -hmm. It's not Stelladora. It's not like that. But it is huge, and everybody will comment on it. The other thing is with the daffodils, um, my good friend Stephanie Cohen, yours too, um, told me her trick. She takes colored golf um, to hold the golf balls up, tees, golf tees, mm -hmm. and she puts them in the garden for like where the bulbs are. You know, so if you go to plant something there, you'll see this uh, golf tee, 
and you know that you'll be digging around balls. Oh, that's a great idea because that's my biggest problem. Yeah, and this way, you know, you don't damage your bulbs, mm-hmm. and you know exactly where everything is. And golf tees are cheap. You know, right. I think you can buy a bag of 100. Right. And then, again, when you're planting more daffodils, you know where you shouldn't have to worry. You go yeah. somewhere else. Yeah. And if you really want to be really OCD about it, if you know what color those particular daffodils are, you can buy them in colors. And you can, like, say, well, my green ones are my yellow daffodils. My red ones are my peach-colored ones. And then that way you can maybe color coordinate them as well as, you know, you're, if, if you're that you know, OCD about things. I don't think that's going to work for me. Yeah, well, me neither, but I know people that do that. <laughs> Have you been looking at any of the seed catalogs or plant yeah. catalogs and seen anything that uh, piques your interest? You know, I mind you know because I've been away at trade shows, so I just got some. Now, I did order some seed uh, last fall. Um, for my usual tomatoes, you know, peppers, that sort of thing. And, um, but I've been looking at a lot of perennials, and um, I saw one um, called um, Veronica Wizard of Oz, A-H-H-S, like, oh, my God, ah. And it's a pink Veronica. And Veronica's a really great pollinator plant, too. People don't think about perennials so much. They think of you know, either annuals or native plants, but Veronica uh, attracts a lot of the smaller beneficials and the pollinators. And I have to tell you, they're a long blooming perennial. A lot of perennials will be done in a couple of weeks, but this bloomed pretty much for two and a half months. Wow! And it, you know, it just went crazy. So I'm actually planting more Veronica this year. And then what? What? What are you doing for the Super Bowl? You know, we're going to watch. I'm rooting for the Chiefs just because I really like their quarterback. And my husband's rooting for the 49ers because he just likes the team. But we're just going to have a quiet dinner here and uh, root for the team. And, you know, the Steelers aren't in it. So it's good to root for whatever team you want. But you don't have that anxiety like you do for your hometown team. All right. Thanks, Denise. Appreciate it. I don't have the anxiety ever for my Browns because they've never been in the game. I think that chapter will be written. Hey, so what would the official flower, what would make a good official flower for the big game? What do you think? Hmm. Something sturdy with the beautiful blooming capabilities? Probably a rose. You know, a rose would be a a good one. You know, people love roses. Uh, They're easy to grow. In fact, I have a, a, a post at Everybody Gardens. Uh, I did an interview with a guy named Michael Marriott. He's a chief ro- or a, yeah, head rosarian for David Austin Roses, and he gave me lots of great information about growing roses without having to reach for chemicals. And so he's been a, a rose grower in England where they have a lot tougher time as far as climate-wise for roses because it is so damp and foggy and wet and that... You know, roses are prone to fungal diseases, and so he never sprays his roses. He just told me offhandedly, oh, yes, I went down to Windsor Castle and uh, took a look at the roses we put in last year, and none had black spots. So, you know, he's he's doing things like planting disease-resistant roses. And uh, the other thing that I've got there at uh, Everybody Gardens is a video on how to get your tools in shape. You know, sharp tools and then... Uh, coating the, the wooden handles with something to keep that supple will make your tools last forever. I'm using a lot of my grandparents' tools. I love them. 
and I want to I want to make them uh, last forever. And a sharp edge on a shovel, a hoe, a trowel makes your job so much easier when you're uh, when you're working in the garden. Something I really didn't think a lot about until probably. I don't know, 20 years ago, I spoke to a group of sheet metal workers, and I was really nervous because, you know, it's mostly garden people. I don't know how I got the speaking engagement, but I was kind of nervous because a bunch of, you know, tough guys that know how to use tools. And they just loved it. And we just had the great, you know, because these are all like old-time gardeners. And that's the one thing they taught me, like, you know, that it's so important. I'd never sharpened my shovels or hoes or trowels. And after I did... You wouldn't even think about it, but it makes your job so much easier. And as I said, it keeps the the metal parts in shape, and so they will last forever. When you're buying garden tools, just spend as much as you can afford so that you have a tool that, like these tools that I'm using, you can pass them down to the next generation. And a good garden tool should last to the next generation or maybe even the next. What are you going to be doing in the trip? we got about a minute. Uh, I'm writing uh, about, well, I have a video about the tropic, or so the orchid and tropical bonsai show, and I'm going to be writing about succulents. I'm going to do an interview at Sorgles tomorrow morning, and I know they brought in a bunch of succulents, and so I want to write all about succulents because that has become a, a huge thing for people. They're easy to grow, and now there's a ton of different varieties that you can find to grow uh, inside that just have beautiful color, shapes, and sizes. Okay. What are you doing there, Rob? Nothing. I was just pointing <laughs> at you. Does that mean it's time to go? Or? Little, little circular motions. Yeah. I want to hear. I want to hear these big game recipes because, boy, big game. Those giant <laughs> elk and all that is going to be amazing. Moose on a platter. Yeah. Whether it's raining, cold, sunny, or hot, enjoy every day in the garden. Bison nuggets, all sorts of good things <laughs> on the program. That's big game. Yeah, big game. <laughs> oh wait, not that big game. Grizzly burgers the, on slider buns. The big game. All right, stay with That sounds pretty good, as a matter of fact. All right, uh, news next. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.